Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, John Helmkamp, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada. What is up, listeners? Welcome back into the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, John Helmkamp back on the mic this evening. If you're listening, it is probably Friday, maybe it's Saturday. Uh, happy weekend to all the listeners out there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, give this a like, hit that subscribe button so you never, ever, ever miss a show because, man, I can't think of many worse things than that, Look, guys. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Mm, We're putting out three true. shows a week. You don't want to miss one. The content has been so, so good recently. Um, fellas, have we recovered from the Derek Brown episode, which was an absolute blast. Hilarious show. Well, we spent, a, we spent a solid hour out in the streets with Debro. So <laughs> now it's nice to be back indoors um, <laughs> in the comfort of, of my living room. So, uh, yeah, that was a blast, though. Just great time having having Derek on. Um, hilarious guy. Awesome insight. That was, was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we also spent some time in the streets with him today on Twitter talking about Facts. So we're not over it yet. It's still going down. But I was mostly enlightened, except for his Nick Chubb take, which is terrible. Bets you are. <laughs> hey, just so you know, Great. the poll that I put up, I, I let the listeners know Derek and I were in on Nick Chubb as a top 12 back. You guys are not. The poll right now is about 54%. Yes, he finishes as a top 12 back. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's been drafted. You have he- to account. For the fact that you posted it, so there's a a takeaway from that percentage, and then you get the real percentage. But I didn't vote on it. But there's still... I know, but it comes from your followers are the main voters. Every time oh, you post so something, so they're this smart is a, and they know to follow good people no, who know what they're talking. Yes, I no. see what you're saying. Thank you. <laughs> if, Thank you. If you post a poll, it is going to be weighted towards the no, no, opinions no. you've been putting out. <laughs> That's not even the thing that that I care about. The, the fact of the matter is that, and I know we're going on a bit of a diatribe on this, but it doesn't shot, matter. We're doing we're doing whatever we want tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's it's me. I diatribe a lot. It happens. Um, Nick Chubb is being drafted as the RB eight, firmly in the RB one camp. And you post the poll, and it's fifty four forty six. Like, mm. that's way closer than I thought it would be. I, I expected to be out on a limb, like seventy thirty, and it's close. Even though he's being drafted, like he's a surefire round one talent. So I, I'm actually kind of encouraged by that poll. People are smarter than we give them credit for. It. Yeah. Hey, we got smart listeners, man. They, we do. They know Very what they're talking about. Listeners. They know their stuff. Um, shout out to the listeners. We honestly are super appreciative. We just had another review come in on Apple Podcasts. Reminder, the Devontae Adams signed jersey giveaway won't last much longer. You have until the 17th to One get week. your entry in. That is only a couple of days uh, oh, if you're yeah. listening to this over right. the weekend. So get up in there. One way to get into the contest entry is to drop a review in Apple Podcasts. One way is to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Full details for that. On the pinned tweet at the show account at Richards FF Pod uh, on Twitter, check that out for sure. And also, new articles going up on the, the website every day this week. We got uh, a new article from Jake. We have a new article from Kyle. Those guys are crushing it. RichardsFantasyFootball.com. Be sure to check that out, fellas. It is June. We don't have any team activities going on, so there's no news. We're just gonna skip right over that tonight. We are talking about offenses we are avoiding in fantasy football this year. Maybe they're too high in ADP. Maybe we're just fading the players completely. 
whatever it is. If you want our players that we're targeting in drafts, we got to have these guys go out and get them. That's the last episode. So after you're done listening to this great podcast, go back one episode, check that out. You will not be disappointed at all. All right, fellas, let's kick it over to John. He's going to start off first with Da Bears. John, da why are you out burst. on Da Bears this year? Da burst, da burst, da burst, da burst, da burst. Um, so the Bears, to me, I I like some of the pieces on that offense. I Obviously, we as a show all love Allen Robinson. If he ever had a good quarterback for once in his career, it would be fantastic to see. Um, incredibly talented wide receiver. Love him. Uh, David Montgomery, I, I I like fine enough. I think the jury's still a little bit out on him, depending on his usage, to see what that's going to look like. Because inexplicably, he went from like six carries in one game to like 32 the next and like back down to eight. It was all over the board. So if they get him consistent touches, I'm interested to see what he can do. But this offense as a whole, I just I don't like and I don't like the quarterback situation. Um, we've talked about it a lot, but we all think it's going to be Trubisky's job to lose still going into the season. I think he will lose it. Betts does not, but it's going to be Trubisky's oh, job no, to no, lose. No, 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 no. I do not. Oh, I believe Okada was the one. Yeah. That's right. I knew one of you yep. fools. I'm, um, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So we think that Trubisky's going to lose the job at some point. Okada does not. But as long as he's under center, I have such little confidence in that offense being able to produce, being able to sustain drives, being able to score points. I, I don't like it. And, and I don't think the defense is going to be the, the stout defense that we saw a couple years ago for the same reason, because they're going to be on the field all the time and they're going to be tired. So they're going to be playing from behind, I feel like, a majority of the time. And if they're playing from behind, you're trusting Mitch Trubisky to, to, to run your offense down there and, and score points. I, I don't like that at all. He's going to turn the ball over a ton, and it's going to be one week where he throws like four picks that they're finally like, okay, the Mr. Trubisky experiment is over. We gave up a king's ransom for a guy that doesn't cut it, and we need to cut bait and move on. And at that point, if that happens and Nick Foles comes in, then yeah, maybe it'll be okay. But I don't like it from a continuity standpoint over the course of this season. I think there's going to be turmoil. Things are going to be moving around. It just seems to me like the Bears are a team that is kind of spiraling the drain a little bit. And I I don't like it. I don't want any part at the really inflated value that we're kind of seeing for some of these guys. Now, some of them are kind of being held down a little bit low. I think I'm seeing uh, Montgomery is starting to creep a little bit higher and higher the more that I watch. Um, Allen Robinson is still holding steady. Uh, let me pull up his ADP here in front of me. Well, um, 12, that's so expensive. Like I like Allen Robinson. Fine. I, I think that he has potential to be wide receiver 12. I think like that's his ceiling in this offense. Absolutely. I would feel much better about him at like RB 18 to 22 range somewhere in there. I, I'd like that, but guys going after him right now. Juju's going a spot behind him. AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, Calvin Ridley. I, I'd probably take... Yeah, I'd take Allen Robinson over Calvin Ridley. But Cortland Sutton, Robert Woods, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, uh, Tyler Lockett. I would literally take all of them ahead of mm. Allen Robinson going into the season. Mm. I think that he's being drafted at his absolute ceiling, and I don't see it with the Trubisky-led offense. 
I can't I can't get the image out of my mind of him literally jumping on the sidelines, waving his <laughs> arms, waiting for a pass with no defender around him, and Trubisky just didn't even see his number one target. I, I can't now, get that out of my mind. Just to clarify, you think Trubisky loses his job around week what? Ballpark. Ballpark? Four? Eight? Six. That's what I've said. I've said like the first month. Six. He's got four weeks to figure it out, and if he doesn't, yeah, he's out four of to work. six. I I, I okay. go four to six. Okay, so I'll jump in here because this is actually the first team of our two shows. And glancing at the rest of the dock, I think might be the ah. Uh, there's one more I might not like, but maybe one of the only teams in these two shows that I di- actually disagree with. And it's so much that I considered taking the Bears in the last show. Really? And here's kind of why. Yes. Here's why. And then, you know what? The listeners can decide. If they stick with Trubisky, we've seen Al Robinson be good even with Trubisky and worse quarterbacks. We've seen Anthony Miller have very good flashes with Trubisky last year. And I and that was with a bad injury that, when gone and with another year development, I think can catapult him into the wide receiver two conversation potentially, maybe high end wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. David Montgomery, listen, I'm not a huge David Montgomery fan. You can talk to bets for that, but he's going to be a stable low end RB two, and yeah. right now he's going behind a good amount of the rookies, Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert. I'm probably taking before those guys, especially if like. I don't have a ton of elite running backs up early in my draft, mm-hmm. which has been commonly what's happening for me. Montgomery is going to be a safe guy that I think is going at an okay value. And if all of that falls apart with Trubisky and they do go to Foles, normally, and this is going to be a little bit narrative streetish. Normally, I wouldn't like switching to quarterback midseason, but that's the only time Nick Foles is good right. is if he's coming off the bench. Yeah. So. If they do that, you would think that it could only get better because that's why they're doing it. Uh, listen, I'm not a huge fan of this offense. Which I don't think they're going to be a top 10 offense or anything like that, which is why I didn't pick them for the last show. But I do think that they're going to be decent and should return value. Allen Robinson, to your point about where he's going, I have him as wide receiver 11 right now. Dang. So I actually like him at his cost, but... That may be a little bit of the quarterback faith that you don't really have in the team. Yeah. Do you do you know how many points per game they scored last year? Without uh, looking, I it can up. check it quickly. Well, oh no. No, no, I know. I would end. guess. Oh, I would guess twenty three point seven. Seventeen point five. I was going to say that's way too high. Touchdown bad. less. A whole that's touchdown bad. less. They were the way fourth, too high. <laughs> fourth worst points per game in the NFL last season was the Trubisky-led Bears. Scoring opportunities matter. Oh, stop. Stop he it. Did. He was hurt. Stop it. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that he played better when he was hurt. That's how bad he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I can't get behind Sorry, an Mitch. offense that scores 17 and a half <laughs> points per game. I need scoring opportunities for someone that I'm drafting as a wide receiver one where Allen Robinson is going. I, I like Allen Robinson so much of the talent. I, I can't wait. For Trubisky to lose his job, for Foles to be the bridge, for them to win like four games and then be up there to draft an actual quarterback next year. Like, j- give me ju- give me Justin Fields going to the Bears. Love it. Are, are be we, awesome. Are we out on Matt Nagy? Yeah. I'm not I'm not yet. I mean, we saw I'm like, a very right dynamic there. offense just two years ago. And this is what happens in fantasy, right? Recency bias. We saw this offense be explosive. 
And I will say to John's point, there are several pieces on this offense that I don't want any part of. Obviously, I don't want to roster the quarterback. I don't want Jimmy Graham at age 33 or 34, whatever he is. 42. I don't want whoever their third wide receiver is going to be, probably Javon <laughs> Wims. It, it's a very concentrated group that I'm okay taking. But like to John's point, the ADP for me is kind of right around where I have these guys ranked. And I'm always a drafter that in my drafts, I want to, to take a player where I can get a better ceiling than what they're going at as their ADP. Right. And with these guys, I don't know that it's there. Now, I have Allen Robinson at wide receiver 13, so this is basically the same exact spot. I've got um, David Montgomery at running back 25. He's going at 26. That so, sounds fair. Yeah, yeah, all of that right there for me is like these guys are fine. I'm not avoiding them, but I'm certainly not reaching for them um, given those ADPs. Let's play a quick name game with David Montgomery because he's a guy that I feel like is, is super intriguing, right? The mm-hmm. hype last year was crazy. Now he's going as running back three in fantasy. That's nuts. Raheem Mostert, current ADP, running back 25, one pick before David Montgomery on FFPC. Who would you rather have? What do we say about David. Mostert when we talked about that? Take the big Take fat that sharpie, sharpie and scratch right across it. <laughs> yeah. Scratch it out. Scratch it out. It's easily Montgomery for me there. Yep. All right. Same. DeAndre Swift, running back 27, one spot after him. Montgomery. I'm not as Swift, sold. Swift has a higher ceiling. Yep. Maybe, but we don't even know if he's going to be the lead back. Like if Karrion Johnson is healthy, he could be the lead back. And All right, let me scroll down. Okay, I'll go Montgomery there. Let me scroll down a little bit further, so it's a little bit tough, tougher to uh, to make the call. Uh, Darius Geis, running back 32, or David Montgomery. Ooh, now that's an that's interesting a, one. That's a really that, good one. That, honestly, that's a draft. That's a team and draft specific decision because they're totally right. different targets. If you want upside, if you have two or three running backs already, when you get to that point of the draft, I'm taking Darius Geis without hesitation. And if not, I'm taking David Montgomery because he's safer. Yeah, David Montgomery for floor, guys for ceiling. Yep. 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 I think I, I'm with you guys on that for sure. I agree. All right, good discussion there on Da Bears. Da Bears. Which team are you avoiding in your drafts? Um, alrighty, let's start it off with a team. It's going to be sad for everybody listening because if you're listening, you were probably here for dynasty season. You were probably here for draft season, and this team is one of the hottest teams coming so out of draft right season. So they are Hansel. Right so hot right now. <laughs> so hot right now. It is the Denver Broncos. We need we need if that drop. Around, That's yes. we got to get that as a drop. So hot this, right we now. Do. <laughs> Listen. Coming out of the draft, there was no team that had more buzz in the entire NFL because yep. they went out and they drafted Jerry Judy in the first round. They drafted Kerry Ham KJ Hamler in the second round. They drafted an offensive lineman in the third round. They drafted Albert Okuebunam, Albert tight end. In the four, yes, in the fourth round, everybody got college super tight excited. End. Yes, everyone got super excited about the future for Drew Locke. Uh, they already have Cortland Sutton, which we know is exciting, and of course they went out and signed a top end running back. Here's the issue. This is the dynasty team that I'm interested in. This is a team that in two or three years, when Drew mm-hmm. Locke is developed. When Judy and Hamler have gotten into their third year where we actually typically see wide receivers break out. And when Cortland Sutton is established as an elite wide receiver one, which he can be. For sure. Right now, I think he's more of a fringe guy. Yep. In three years, I'm probably going to have this team in my offenses to target for 2022 redraft or whatever that would be. (laughs) But that's not this year. This is 2020. And I think that I think we're getting too excited about 2020 for this team because I think it's going to take them time to develop. 
I think Drew Locke can be something, but won't be this year. Maybe a mid-range QB2, maybe a little bit lower even, and people are getting too excited about his weapons and thinking this guy has QB1 upside. Cortland Sutton, I like. I think he can be a fringe wide receiver one, maybe. But, and this is one of the main issues with all this weaponry, bringing in Jerry Judy, I don't know. I don't think that's good for Cortland Sutton, necessarily. Like, there's always the conversation of now he's got another a, a good guy on the other side. Maybe that opens things up. I think it's more of an issue of Jerry Judy's going to start commanding more targets than anyone else would have. And then you got KJ Hamler probably coming out of the slot. Also probably better than the guys that the Broncos had last year, uh, whether it's Deshaun Hamilton or whoever else they had running around with Corton Sutton uh, after getting rid of Sanders. So, And then at the running back position, we've talked about this. Betts is a big Melvin Gordon fan. I'm not. I think Philip Lindsay is too good and has been too efficient for this team and ends up creating a bit of what we talked about with uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb where the backup is too good for the RB1 to be truly be an RB1. That's kind of how I see it. Now, to be fair, Denver is a very light version of Chubb and Hunt. Right. Gordon and Lindsay <laughs> are not that, but that the just makes it worse. <laughs> that just makes it worse for the Broncos. So I don't like Melvin Gordon where, where he's going because I think that Lindsay's going to eat in too much and he's not going to be the guy we know from L.A., San Diego, really, a couple years ago. I don't like Lindsay enough because now he's not the lead guy. I don't like Sutton as much as where he's going quite. He's the closest probably, but still probably not because I think Judy's going to eat in. I'm not drafting Judy because I don't want a rookie receiver who's not even the one on his team. The only one I'm probably looking at a redraft is Justin Jefferson, so I'm not looking at Sutton. That Noah Fant is the only guy that I may be interested in, and even he's going probably a little bit too high for me to feel great. I am not in on drafting these guys right now. In Dynasty, go out and get him. In fact, you know what? Wait until the middle of the season when the buzz has died off because they, they're not looking that great and then trade for them in Dynasty. But in terms of redrafts, I'm out. There are a lot of points that I definitely agree with. All of the about Drew Locke. I mean, we got to pour some cold water on this this fire that's going. Guys, I don't know if there is Okada is literally <laughs> pouring over his mug on the, the YouTube. Uh, I don't know if there is a more obvious sell in Dynasty right now. And I don't Ooh. think it's because Drew Locke can't be good. It's because everyone is valuing him as like a top 15 quarterback. And we saw him yeah. play five games well, last higher. year. Yeah, I think he's going you know to what, guys? one all over the place. In Here's the teams he beat. The Raiders. Terrible pass defense. Poop. The Lions. Bottom three pass defense. Doo -doo butter. Lost to the Chiefs. <laughs> Texans. Terrible pass Crapola. defense. Chargers. Injuries galore on the defensive side mm. of the ball. I'm not convinced Drew Locke is good yet. I love the player. He's fun to root for. He's got the weapons, but everyone is crowning him as like the next quarterback one in fantasy, and we haven't seen anything yet, not to mention the youth on the offensive side of the ball, question marks everywhere. Now, I will say Pat Shermer coming in is a little bit more exciting for the offense, the new offensive coordinator. We saw his teams have increased uh, pass percentages in neutral game scripts, more plays per game. So that's encouraging in general for the offense. But if Drew Locke can't move him down the field, it might not matter. So I agree. I'm fading the, the Broncos offense outside of Melvin Gordon because I know when they get inside the 20 and the 10-yard line, he's getting the football. And he's been one of the best backs around the goal line in the league in the last three or four years. So the only player I want on this team is Melvin Gordon unless I can get Cortland Sutton out of value. And in our mock draft a few episodes ago, I got him at wide receiver 28. 
Are you kidding me? At that price, yeah, yes, take Cortland Sutton. But I'm not taking him to be a top 15 wide receiver this year, just given the concerns with Drew Locke. So here's, before we move on from that really quick, um, I I do really like Cortland Sutton, and I like him for this year. Um, I think I'm the highest on Sutton of the three of us. Um, him, Where do you have him, do you know? I don't know offhand. I haven't looked at my wide receiver rankings in a little bit. I need to actually go back and um, refresh all my rankings and, and toy some stuff on there. Um, offhand, I would say potentially right around 16 to 18. Um, I That's think, where he's going. Yeah, and I like that. So I'm I'm in on where he's going right now at wide receiver 18 um, with, you know, potential, potentially – and I'm not saying it's re- like a likely scenario, but potentially wide receiver one upside. Like he's very, very talented. I like the player. The splits for him last year when he had Emmanuel Sanders on the other side were so much better than after Sanders left town. So it, it's it's kind of hard to take all of the different pieces of data and figure out what is it that contributed to his stats being lower down the stretch. Was it Drew Locke or was it not having another wide receiver on the other side or some combination thereof? So that can be a little bit kind of muddy because we had like multiple factors go into the equation at the same time. But I do like Jerry Judy being on the other side. Um, I think it's going to help Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland Sutton is going to be a big time red zone threat. And I think that he has shown the flashes and the ability to develop and he's He's going to, you know, I, I expect him to take another step. So being being drafted as a mid wide receiver two, um, I'm good with that. Even in redraft, even in this year, I, I like it because of the amount of talent that is on that team. And yes, it does kind of bank on Drew Locke holding his own. And I, and I get that. I'm not expecting him to go out there and be Kyler Murray. But if he can come in and take a little bit of a step forward and, and prove himself to be a serviceable quarterback, not someone that I'm drafting anywhere in redraft, but if he can be a serviceable quarterback for that offense, I think that Cortland Sutton is going to be just fine. Here are Cortland Sutton's wide receiver finishes over the last month of the season. Drew Locke started all these games. Wide receiver 56, wide receiver 41, wide receiver 51, wide receiver 45. Small sample size, but that's not great, Bob. Um, we would ball. like to see more than that out of Cortland Sutton. So there are concerns, but the upside is there. He's a good wide receiver. It's just a matter of can Drew Locke get him the ball? Right. Uh, we're going to find out very soon. All right, fellas, my team that I'm fading this year, and I don't want them on my roster, outside of Austin Eckler, is the LA Chargers. Now, I think this is the one Okada disagrees with me on. Yep. Is this I'm the with one? Okada. This is, yes, this I'm is the so- other one of the entire, what is it, eight plus six? Of the that's 12 14. teams on these two shows, this 12? is what I disagree. 12? Yes, buddy. Thank you. 14. 14. <laughs> Math Listen, is hard for a, a research analysis. Here of the, on the oh, my gosh. That, uh, wow. He's the one I disagree <laughs> with the most. Yes. I will just let you know bad. off the bat, your argument means nothing at this point. You lost all credibility. <laughs> Validity. Gone. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Oh boy. Um, here's why I'm fading the Chargers this year. Do they have good players on offense? Yes, they do. I've been a Mike Williams truther since day one. It's unfortunate the way it's gone so far. Is Keenan Allen a PPR stud? Yes, he is. Is Austin Eckler a good running back? Yes, he is. Is Tyrod Taylor a good quarterback? No, he's not. And Justin Ah! Herbert is raw 
as a passer. Tyrod Taylor has never passed 3,035 yards in his career in a season. He's never thrown for more than 20 touchdowns. And that's a 14-game sample. So it's not like it was just six or seven or eight or nine games. Like, that's almost a full season. The Chargers, one of the slowest offenses in the league each of the past two seasons, bottom 10. Low volume, questionable quarterback play. Good defense that's going to be better than they were last year with players coming back from, from injury. It's the I'm Chargers. No th- one's ever coming back from injury. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Fair point on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just fading the Chargers, man. I, I don't see a scenario where they're going to return value in your drafts this year. I like Austin Eckler's volume. I think he's going to be totally fine. But, man, I don't want Mike Williams this year. I don't want Keenan Allen this year. I don't know. I'm just nervous about Tyrod, given the fact that we saw him, even with Buffalo, not be able to support wide receiver one production or even high-end wide receiver Sammy two production. Sammy Watkins as his best wide receiver when he was with I'm Buffalo. I'm just saying, to man, 3,000 yards. 3,000 yards. Fair, Sammy Watkins had over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns in that right. season in only 13 games. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's good. Bad. That's one season. That's one it season, is. but guys. he never really got a chance outside of that to be the full time starter. He was hurt necessarily. Now, I will I mean, say he had this: three, three seasons. Oh, I was talking about Sammy. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I was see, talking I about full seasons where he didn't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, go ahead, Okada. Um, listen, Tyrod Taylor is not a great quarterback. To your point of him not being a good quarterback, I don't know if I agree. I think he's pretty serviceable. However, he's I'm not too concerned. Yards, man. I'm not too concerned because I don't think it's going to be freaking Tyrod Taylor. This team is trying to go oh, out and no, open no, a new no. stadium yeah. no, I'm with Okada in L.A. I'm and with compete with the Los Angeles Rams for fans. You got to sell tickets. And they just drafted an exciting, golden-haired, six-overall pick, oh, Justin Herbert locks. out of Oregon. They're beautiful. They are not going to roll out Mr. Mud, Tyrod Taylor, no one cares, least interesting player in the National Football League as their quarterback. Unless Justin Herbert shows in whatever sort of camp we have that he is not ready at all, I expect him to roll out Justin Herbert fairly early. Maybe we see a Baker Mayfield type situation. Oh, who was the quarterback for that team? He's, he's going to get Baker Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> um, but beyond that, so I, I'm not necessarily drafting the quarterback. But, but Keenan Allen is too good for the quarterback to matter. Yep. So get, get out of my face with that. Right. If Herbert takes over, that's an upgrade for Mike Williams over Phillip Rivers. I'm sorry. No, it is. He's not necessarily a better signal caller, but Rivers' arms was non-existent. I could throw the ball farther than Phillip Rivers, and Justin Herbert will be able to support that <laughs> better than he did. And Eckler is an RB1 upside guy with yeah. a hugely high RB2 floor. And I like the tight end in Hunter Henry to be a top six tight end. I don't get this one at all. I think you're putting way too much weight on Tyrod Taylor. John, maybe you can help us clarify this because this is this no, is, I'm this is worse than the Bears for sure. I, I'm completely in agreement with Okada. Um <gasps> I I like the Chargers offense. I think that Justin Herbert is the starting quarterback. After, like, maybe three or four weeks. Like, they might need a little bit of time for him to acclimate without an offseason program. But you're not taking an early first-round pick going into a new stadium and saying, you know what, fans, I know you're excited and we've got a shiny new building and 
Um, we're just gonna we're just gonna sit the rookie for a year. Like, no, it's it's not happening. It's gonna be Herbert that's out there, six six with a cannon of an arm. Yes, and he the showed golden locks and the golden locks. Um, <laughs> I know that he showed. <laughs> I know that he had some accuracy concerns at Oregon. Like, I get that. But he also made a lot of very, very good throws, some very big throws, some very deep throws. And the best friend for a rookie quarterback, there's two best friends. One of them is a tight end, and that's Hunter Henry. The second is a wide receiver who's a freaking separation savant, and that is Keenan Allen. That dude gets open, like top five in separation, maybe top three. Like, he is so good at separating in a phone booth from the defender, he's going to make himself such a friendly target and he's going to get peppered with volume. I think if there's and anyone that takes a step down, the only one that I don't want is Mike Williams. I just, I've never been a Mike Williams guy. I, I'm still not. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm not, I'm yeah, not a Mike Williams dude. I know, Bets. I'm sorry. But the rest of that offense, I'm, I want, I want the and rest John, of the offense. What? What is number three on that list of things you want your young quarterback? Pass catching running back. Facts. <laughs> yeah, and that's are we just going to ignore the fact that are we just going to ignore the fact that rookie quarterbacks don't support high end fantasy production at the wide receiver or pass catcher positions? We're just going to ignore that this year. Well, I well, mean, listen, he's not Kyler you, Murray. If you look at Kate Majuk's tweet recently, I believe it was Kate. Correct. Did you guys see that tweet about wide receiver ones being supported by uh by rookie quarterbacks? I haven't. There was like only six guys in the last ten years or something who've done it. One of them was Brian Hartline. Who knows how that happened? Oh, Hartline. (laughs) The other five names were all were all elite level wide receivers who could have Hall of Fame careers potentially. Keenan Allen is that guy. He's amazing. He is one of the most talented receivers in the league. I think that he transcends the rookie uh, quarterback you know, stigma and is good enough. I think it depends on draft price. So that's where I'm at with this. Like if you're expecting Keenan Allen to be a wide receiver one, I'm sorry, it's not happening this year. I don't think the offense is going to be good enough An ascending defense, low volume. You guys are just putting Justin Herbert in and saying he's going to support the offense. The dude has serious concerns as a quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Yes. Is he going to produce in year one? I don't think so. I, I think you guys are honestly off your rocker at this point. And all I got to <laughs> say is we got some bets coming on the bets bet sheet. And I'm very excited to win all of them surrounding these players. You guys are so wrong. It is unreal. So wow, I, wow. I got the, I got the tweet from Kate. There have been six, 16 quarterbacks since 2010 to start 14 plus games in their rookie season. Looking at mm. each of those 16 seasons individually, um, they're wide receivers that had greater than a thousand receiving yards out of those quarterbacks. Reggie Wayne, mm. Steve Smith, mm. I Brian Hartline. I don't. I I I don't get. I don't <laughs> get. It's but the other two, the other two, um, more modern, Mike Evans and AJ Green. I mm. think that Keenan Allen is a more technically sound wide receiver than Mike Evans is. I think easily. easily. I I truly believe that he could fall into this category. Um, quite easily on a ton of volume because he's going to get open a lot. So I'm, I'm, I just don't agree with bets. I, I don't agree. That's fine. I like this. What do we put in the line at for Keenan Allen end of end of season finish? Uh, you? Right now he's going at wide receiver uh, 21, according to the four for 480 people. You wanna, at. You I don't know how bets? realistic that is. 
He's What's probably going to go a little higher than that by the time the season rolls around. What did you say, John? I said, you want to take that? <laughs> he doesn't want to take that. He doesn't want that smoke. He doesn't want that smoke. How about, here for it. How about we go, give me give me one spot. Give me 20 and a half and I'll take it. Sure. Smash. Oh, yeah. I'll take that. Easily. Perfect. Under. Thanks to the easy money. Right, Where do you perfect. have him, bets? Do you 23. Know? Oh, my goodness. 23. I mean, listen. To your to your point about like he's not gonna be wide receiver one, I don't even have him as a wide receiver one. I technically have him as wide receiver fourteen, but I don't see how he falls below that, man. He's too good. Whew. Uh, guys, wow, wow. open your eyes, man. Open your no, eyes to the no, rest of the no. league. You low pace offense, bad quarterback play, low pace rookie with quarterback Rivers. Low pace with Philip Rivers. The coaching staff. The coaching uh, staff yeah, too. No. Uh, yeah. No. All right, we'll see. That's on the sheet. Lock it in, boys. Lock it in. All right. All right. Quick pause. Word from our sponsor of tonight's show. We haven't talked about this sponsor in a while, guys. We got to bring him back. TinyWhiteboardWorkouts.com. Listen, summer is here. It is time to get your beach body ready. Okada's been flexing so hard on the screen. He's been working out. Um, We are trying to get fit this summer, and you should too. Tiny Whiteboard Workouts is a, a program, a company built around top level fitness training and you don't have to be the world's best athlete to join my friend john the trainer who owns tiny whiteboard workouts you just have (laughs) to be willing to work hard and listen to a good coach that's it he does it all remotely so you don't even have to go to where he is in florida you can do it from anywhere in the country check out tinywhiteboardworkouts.com and also follow him on instagram at tinywhiteboardworkouts guys you got to go get fit now is the time it is summer do it all right, John, back to you, man. Who's your second offense that you are fading in 2020? So speaking of rookie quarterbacks, um, the mm. second team on my list here, um, and by the way, unintentionally, four of our six teams that we're talking tonight all start with a B, uh, by the way. I'm talking about oh. the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are the team that... And the other two start with a C. So basically, you don't want to be early in the alphabet. No. No. And considering there's no A, yeah, don't start early in the alphabet. Um, I don't want the Bengals. I don't. So I've talked about the Bears and how they scored 17.5 points per game last year. Would you like to know what the Bengals did? 17.4, right uh, below them. Not <laughs> good. So listen. Great. What What's happening is I, I feel like what we're seeing from people when they're looking at Cincinnati and talking about them and talking about the players is – Kind of in some ways similar to what we saw about the Browns last year. It was now last year it was a half a season of Baker Mayfield, you know, so we had some NFL experience under his belt. And then they bring in the new weapons and they bring in the new toys, and everyone crowns this as being an elite up and coming offense because of the talent that is there, and it's gonna be top five in everything, and it's gonna be amazing. We're not hearing that same type of of you know smoke on the Bengals. But there's so much being made of Joe Burrow's coming to town and he's going to save this offense and Joe Mixon's going to be elite and, oh, they have T. Higgins who might show up in his rookie year. Oh, and A.J. Green's going to be back and he's going to be awesome. And, oh, we have Tyler Boyd and he's like, stop talking about this team at their ceiling. Stop it. You are hoping, hoping, wishing with, with nothing else to go off of that a rookie quarterback with a bad offensive line in a division with really, really good pass rush is going to step in and lead this team to a top 10 offense. That is a hell of a lot of pressure to put on a rookie quarterback. It takes time for these guys to develop. Some of them walk in and their first... Like Justin Herbert? 
stop it. It's not the same. No one's talking about them doing the same thing as what I'm hearing about the Bengals. I expect the Chargers to be somewhere in the middle of the road. I don't expect them to be an elite offense. But people are saying Joe Mixon's going to be like a surefire running back one. And and uh, Burrow's going to come in and he's going to tear it up. And I saw a dynasty rank today. From, I can't remember what website had it. They had him at the dynasty quarterback 11. Before he's taken a snap, like, stop it. Stop. It's stupid. The amount of stop hype. It. Stop Don't it. Do that. Just, I just, I need to, I need to see. Stop it. Naughty. <laughs> like, the amount of hype that people are putting on Burrow to come in and be like, well, he threw for like a million yards at LSU and he's going to light the NFL up. That was a single season historic. Historic offensive performance with elite players that were drafted high all over the place in the NFL draft and a very, very creative offensive system who he was so good that now he's in the NFL too, Joe Brady. So I like Burrow. Burrow's a great prospect. Awesome. Absolutely should have gone first overall. Love it. But stop assuming that everyone's going to come in and it's going to be ceiling from day one. It might take some adjustment. Just pump the brakes on, on everything about that Bengals offense, please. Like, I, I, we haven't seen a full season of elite production from Joe Mixon at all. And people are assuming that he's going to come in for 16 games and put up 1,600 scrimmage yards and double-digit touchdowns. Like, you, you can't make that assumption on Joe Mixon. I think there's a much more realistic possibility that he finishes outside the top 14 than he does finish inside the top 8. Like, it, it's... You can't mm. say that this offense is going to be just this elite top 10 offense all of a sudden because you have a rookie quarterback coming in. I I don't I don't get it. They were they were bottom 3 last year. Bottom 3 in points per game scored. You're expecting this single change to catapult them from 17.4 points a game to like 28? Like that you you can't make that assumption. Drake or Mixon? Drake. Drake. No question. San- Sanders or Mixon? Sanders. Sanders, no question. Jacobs or Mixon? Jacobs. Mm, Mixon. Eckler or Mixon? Mm, that's that's hard. Okay. Let me pull so, my eggs. Hold on, hold on, hold th- That's on. interesting. I, I honestly expected Mixon, Mixon to come up sooner <laughs> in your guys' mouths. He does for me. I, I like him kind of where he's going. I think he's the end of a tier that is with Derrick Henry uh, pretty much they're the only guys in the tier, in the tier who I feel pretty good about being RB1s. But I will say, like, and I like Tyler Boyd because his draft value is not very high for a guy who's probably going to leave his team with 120-plus Yeah, targets. like, I'll take him at his value. Outside of, I'll take Boyd at his value. Outside like, of those two guys, nothing else on this team interests me. So I don't know how much I agree or disagree. I do think that the offense is overhyped, and outside of those two pieces, you're not going to want any of it. But I will say those are the only two pieces that I feel like are really getting much redraft capital, and I would go in on those. So I don't know. I'm a little uh, loopy. Mix, Mixon's the piece that that drives me the craziest because right now he's going as yeah, RB seven. Sounds like RB seven right now. You have him ranked outside the RB ones, outside the twelve, or right at the end. I think I have him right now. I think I have him at like eleven or twelve, and I think I'm going to slide him down okay. even further. Ooh wee, yeah. I'm, I split the middle. I split the difference between you guys. I have him at nine. We saw last year Joe Mixon be absolutely 
amazing for fantasy. You can't even argue it, okay? Because here's the In the second half. From week eight on. Yeah, week eight before, on. Yeah, before the bye. Also, after injury, right? Ankle sprain in week one, dealt with it in week two and week three. Comes out one finish that wasn't at least a running back two finish. He had one, two, three, four, five, six finishes inside the top 13 over the last eight weeks. So we've seen what he can do. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say I'm more in on Joe Mixon this year because of the fact that I think last year, like it's not going to get worse. You talked about the numbers, John. Like it was bad last year in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, yes, there's going to be some growing pains, as with every rookie quarterback, including Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and with this offense, you're also not factoring in, like, the tempo is also going to go back up. We saw Zach Taylor, a disciple of Sean McVay, come in, run more plays than they've ever have with Marvin Lewis, who, how how was he a head coach for how long he was? Oh, it is insane. It is insane. But regardless, the air was pointing up on the offense in general. Are we going to see the ceiling this year? No, probably not. But I think Joe Mixon is still going to get enough volume that I think he's right there at their RB1, RB2 fringe ranking, so to speak. And I'm going to hedge on the fact that last year it can't get worse, so it can only get better with him. That's why I've got him at nine. We saw him be an absolute animal down the stretch last year. They do get a first-round offensive lineman from last year's draft back who did not play any games in Jonah Williams, so maybe that helps a little bit for what it's worth. It helps. But I agree. If you're expecting this Bengals offense to be top 15, top 12, like I don't think that's no. going to happen. But Near. I think Joe Mixon will be good enough that I'll want him on some rosters um, and be productive. You want him at his ADP at RB7? I don't have him ranked there, so the answer, I guess, simply is no. I do. I have him at uh, six, so I'll take sheesh. it. All right. Perfect. John's very upset with you, Okada. <laughs> Disappointed look to this tur- head just, turn to the uh, side. Just, another another guy similar to Dalvin Cook, by the way, who's one of the most talented players in the league that doesn't maybe get his due. But he's yeah. on a terrible team, so that's fair. We'll see. Someone. Okada, who is your second team? All right. This one's going to be a little bit interesting. I think I might get some pushback on this, but I am going with another B team. By the way, I did a quick check. We have the first four teams, alphabetical by mascot, <laughs> and six of the top nine. Yes! So, that's, that's what we're doing here on the Red Shirts Podcast, everybody. And next week, we'll go uh, D through F. It is the Buffalo Bills. And in case you had any qualms about going with this team, they have two Bs. Buffalo and Bills. That's not good. So just scratch them off your draft boards. No thank you. For that reason alone. All right. Getting more serious. Here's the thing. They added some good pieces. They added Stephon Diggs. They drafted Zach Moss. Uh, third round. Some people like him. Some people Stop. don't. I'm not a huge fan, but they added a running back somewhat early. What they didn't really do was add too much in the draft in terms of wide receiver talent. I suppose that's because they added digs in trade, yep. traded for digs. Um, and in fact, gave up their first round pick to get it. So they couldn't draft one there if they had wanted right. to. Um, and it, it here's my issue. Bringing in those guys, you maybe want to get excited about them, but they rely on the arm of Josh Allen. And I don't trust the arm of Josh Allen yet. Do I like Josh Allen in fantasy because of his rushing ability? Yes. Very much so. He has high rushing yards ability and very high rushing touchdown ability. I don't know if we've seen his rushing touchdown ceiling. And that is very, very attractive to me. For fantasy, he doesn't have to do much with his arm to be worth a draft pick. Now, he also is going very high, like top half of the QB1s, QB6 or 7 range. 
that's probably his ceiling. Yep. I don't. It's not too far off his floor either because of his rushing. It gives him a high floor. So it's not terrible as a draft price, but I have him ranked a little bit behind that, and I do think it's kind of his ceiling. So I feel a little bit uncomfortable taking him there. Everyone else, I feel like, is going either too high in the terms in uh, for Devin Singletary, and probably Stephon Diggs because of his talent, which I love, by the way, or they're a, maybe a late round value like John Brown, but Spooky. they're not very exciting. Like John Brown. Yes, you can get him in the double-digit rounds probably and have yourself a nice nice flex guy, but that's all he's going to be. He does not have wide receiver one upside, maybe barely even will crack wide receiver two upside. So he's all right, but he's not that interesting to me. So the guy, the, the people that teams or the, the people that fantasy drafters are interested in, I think are going a little bit too high. Singletary, yeah, listen, I'm a big Singletary fan. I liked him a lot, but I do think Zach Moss takes carries which is upsetting to me because I was excited for Singletary to be an RB1 of the future, and I don't like the opportunity Zach Moss will have to take carries. Maybe he's bad enough that he won't. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a Ronald Jones situation here. But, <laughs> he's but not good. Singletary is going. He's not good. No, he's he's not very good. But Singletary is going right now at RB23. That is a, that is a hefty price to pay for a second-year rookie or a second-year guy that has another guy drafted in the third round coming in and a rushing quarterback who may take a lot of that work. I don't hate these pieces, okay? This is not quite as bad as the Broncos, where I am saying throw all the water on the fire. But there's just very little excitement for me here and not a lot of draft value to be had. And I think that there's a decent amount of hype around this team. So I'm going to put a little bit of stamping out on the fires that do exist. And I'm staying away for the most part from the books. Okay, I'm going to play I have one. I'm going to play the game that Okada likes to play with all of us, which is the name game. So, Stefan Diggs or mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett? Lock- oh, Lockett. Stephon Diggs match. or Terry McLaurin? McLaurin. Don't, don't even ask. I know, I know you. I know you. <laughs> Stephon Diggs or Jarvis Landry? Landry. Jarvis. Jarvis. Give us a hard one, Well, John. I'm already like 10 picks after Stephon's ADP. Stephon Diggs or... Exactly. Wow. Stephon Diggs or Michael Gallup? That's where it gets interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Michael Gallup is going Um, off the board. Yeah, I want to hear your answer first there. How many spots behind? I'm curious. He is going he's going seven picks later than seven wide receivers later than Stephon Diggs. A couple rounds probably at least. Two rounds later. Yep. I would take I would take Diggs straight up. I would take Gallup at his price. In a PPR, I probably take Diggs. In a half or non, I probably go Gallup. All right, so Diggs is going as the wide receiver twenty-five, and he's going ahead of McLaurin, Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. Michael Gallup, mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think Diggs is there. Marvin Jones. That's an interesting. Marvin Jones always underrated. Always underrated. Always interesting. Underrated. Marvin Jones. But even the fact that these guys, these guys are naming are interesting is the problem right, with these. Right. Right. Marvin Jones, wide receiver, thirty nine at ADP, one hundred and seventh overall. Wow. Wow. Stephon wow. Diggs at sixty eighth overall. Forty picks later. Yeah. Thirty nine picks later. Yeah, I share the concerns with Diggs, no doubt. I mean, we saw him basically throw a hissy fit to get out of Minnesota and it's like careful what you wish for man now you're catching passes from Josh Allen who he can still develop but he's been wildly inaccurate and Bills fans hate when you say that but it's just the truth like I love Josh Allen for fantasy he's great but his arm for an accuracy standpoint 
is not like he's great. gotten better. Um, can he get like there? He has gotten, he's gotten better. better. There is room to but grow. It's still not no doubt great. about it. Yeah, it's concerning. And with Devin Singletary, like Okada said, I'm a fan, but they drafted a Zach Ro- Zach Moss for a reason. They have a role for him. Thunder guys. Frank Gore, eighteen red uh, ten zone. Excuse me, not even red zone. Ten zone, ten zone. inside Ugh. the ten rush attempts. Eighteen. Ugh. More than Marlon Mack, more than Saquon Barkley, do more than Carlos me. Hyde, more than Carryon Johnson, more than Alvin Kamara last year. Like, they've got a role for Zach Moss, and I'm scared that it's just like, okay, we're inside the 20. Singletary, get off the field. Here you go, Zach Moss. And if yeah. he doesn't score touchdowns, he's not going to finish inside the top 15 at running back. So to draft him at, what do you say, running back like 23 or 22? 23, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I just I can't envision myself owning a lot of Devin Singletary this year for that fact alone, despite the fact that I do like him. Uh, as a player, Zach Moss. So I definitely Zach Moss is going to sure. piss people off the way that Legarrette Blunt used to, where Ugh. like he might only get Gross. six to eight hundred rushing yards on the season, but he's going to poach so yep. many touchdowns inside the five. Yep, and it's going to it'd be a bad running back the whole time. Bad running back the whole time because he doesn't have any sort of lateral agility, but he's big, and they're going to go heavy set and give him the ball, and he's going to go straight downhill. All he needs to do is knock one linebacker backwards about half a yard and he'll find his way into the end zone. And he's going to be terrible for fantasy and all he's going to do is just absolutely vulture touchdowns away from from Devin Singletary. I I don't like Moss and I hate it for Singletary. You know what else reminds me of is the C.J. Spiller Fred Jackson. Yes. Yes. (laughs) C.J. Spiller could have been the best running back in fantasy for like three years. And Fred Jackson was just always hanging around, being a douche. He was. Sucking up This is exactly what it is. The worst vulture ever. It is what it is. (laughs) On the same team. Yes. Oh, oh, CJ Spiller. God. Well, thank you for throwing that back to like. I got burned dark. by CJ Spiller. Was it like one 2013, too many times? Same. 2013, something like that. <laughs> Probably somewhere. Yeah, around. Something I like drafted that. him every year because he was so dynamic, and Fred Jackson yeah. just plodding along, stealing <laughs> his value. I love it. Gosh darn it, Fred. Oh, those are the I days. Love it so much. All right, guys. Last team on the dock here. John, don't get too upset with me, but I'm fading the Colts this year. For everyone not named Jonathan Taylor, that's my Ooh. caveat. Thank you. I'm still Thank in you. on Jonathan Taylor. Don't okay. get worried, guys. Right. I'm still in. But in terms of the Colts offense in general, I'm mostly talking about the pass catchers, guys. Right. We just talked about the Chargers and the concerns there. And you guys said, well, the offense was slow because Phillip Rivers. And I definitely agree that's part of it. He walks up to the line of scrimmage. He's calling out audibles. Then he changes his mind again, calls out a new audible, claps his hand 19 times, and finally gets the snap off <laughs> with 0.5 seconds right. left on the clock. Yeah. The slowest pace. So we don't like to see that in terms of plays per game and volume for pass catchers. You've got an aging T.Y. Hilton who struggled with soft tissue injuries. We know every year that goes by, the increased risk goes up by 1.3 times each year in research that we know from injuries. So that's a concern for T.Y. Now you talk about Phillip Rivers' arm. I just don't know how he's going to support the pass catchers there. And and I don't know how you can really trust any of them given the, the lack of explosiveness we've seen ever since Andrew Luck left. So I'm fading the entire team outside of Jonathan Taylor. And the reason I'm not fading Jonathan Taylor, A, is because he's a damn good running back. B, this offensive line is amazing. And C, per Vegas win totals, easiest schedule by far in the entire NFL. I think we're going to see a lot of game manager type of situations for Phillip Rivers. Low volume for the pass catchers, meaning Jonathan Taylor, and to a degree, Marlon Mack, will have uh, very productive weeks in fantasy. Outside of that... I'm out. Uh, would you like to take a gander at where I have T.Y. Hilton ranked among wide receivers? Oh, you did you put him in a body bag? 
I put him in well, a body bag called 40, wide receiver 37. Yeah, okay. 37? Yeah. 37. I, oh. I know. Get him out of my house. Listen, I'm just going to read off the, the four <laughs> names, of five names above him in my rankings. Darius Slayton, yep. Jamison Crowder, Debo Samuel, Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones. I, I can't. Like, no. I can't argue it. I, it's not. It's time is gone. Yeah, I love. I and and this is no disrespect to T.Y. Hilton. Loved prime T.Y. Oh, Hilton. He's awesome. The ghost, dude. He was sure. so good in his prime with Andrew yep. Luck. Like, oh man, fond memories. Nothing but respect. But his time's just gone. It's just passed. And I also really like Michael Pittman Jr., yeah. but not in his rookie no, season. Like in three years, maybe. When when Jacob Eason's when in his they second have a year. new quarter. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm very on board with this one. Somewhat makes up for your first team, but not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, completely staying away from the Colts. I also will maybe have some Jonathan Taylor shares, but I will say, guys, looking at his best ball ADP, and we'll see where this ends up for like redraft by the time the season rolls around, but he's at RB17 right now. That's pretty high, and it's getting up there. Like, that is. <laughs> I want to draft him. I want some pieces of him, but... Yeah, you do. That might be a little too rich for me, especially if it takes him, you know, six weeks to take the job, which I think is not unrealistic. Yeah, that could absolutely happen. Jonathan Taylor in redraft is an interesting conversation that we haven't had a lot of. We've talked a lot. I've let's have it. I've talked a lot of Jonathan Taylor dynasty, but Jonathan Taylor redraft we haven't really broached. And I've said it; he's gonna take that job for sure. It's not going to be like a 70% carry workload out of the gate. It's not it's not going to happen. So no. Drafting him to be a mid RB2 when to start the year, I mean it could be dodgy. It, it it could look a little sketchy at the very beginning of the season between it's it's a new quarterback under center with a new running back behind him. Um new number two wide receiver most likely in Michael Pittman Jr. We think that he's probably gonna probably gonna carve out that role. Um it's it might take a little bit of time for this offense to to get their sea legs. Um and it might take a little bit of time for Jonathan Taylor to win that job outright. So I love Jonathan Taylor the talent, obviously. Big time. But in redraft redraft you're playing to win every year. You're not in a playing the long game. And if you're playing to win you can't really sacrifice six weeks of your season by waiting Ooh. on a on a running back to develop into the role. So if he's going as a mid to high RB two, that's a little concerning. Like that's a bit and that's hard. That's probably going to climb if it moves probably from RB seventeen to like fourteen because the more people learn about him, the the higher it's probably going to climb. Yeah, yeah, I could easily see it getting at fourteen. So all right. Let, let's finish with another name game because we love in these. We do love games. these games. We do. You're sitting there in the in the early fourth round. You only have one running back, so you need your RB two. Jonathan Taylor, or in current ADP, these five names behind him: Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, David Johnson. How many of those guys do you want ahead of all of them? Ex- all of them except for Love Bell. Oh, okay, say them four or five. Say them all again. Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, David Johnson. I don't want Lev. I want Jonathan Taylor more than Chris Carson. And I'm and Ooh. I'm a Seahawks fan. 
And, Interesting. Um, not feeling the health, I no, guess. No, I'm really not. I'm really concerned. I okay. I, I think they're going to split that backfield up with Carlos Hyde coming in and getting a little bit of work. Six to eight carries a game, something like that. Or just Russ is just going to cook. Just, just let Russ cook. Yes. Just please. That's that what I'm in for. for. That's what I want. <laughs> um, and I think I want Jonathan Taylor more than Melvin Gordon. Ooh. I think so because of the. I, I think th- I think we are going to see the split there with with Philip Lindsay. I, I okay. So while I while I know that Jonathan Taylor is going to be splitting early, I, I think Jonathan Taylor early. Melbourne's going to be splitting all year. Where Jonathan yeah, Taylor, I think, can fair. grow into something that could potentially win you your your league down down the home stretch. Hmm. That yeah, that's the thing too with Jonathan Taylor is like you got to factor in. In redraft, the price could get too pricey, and if he's getting to like running back fourteen, like it's you hard. said, I I can't it's draft hard. him there. But if he's going as a back end running back two, you can still make up for the deficit that you're going to see in the first three or four or five weeks of the season by understanding that when you draft Jonathan Taylor, you're not drafting him for week no. one, not even drafting him for week two or week three. You're drafting him for like mid October through December when you push towards the playoffs, and you have a an emerging star and an emerging top end running back too, I think in fantasy in his rookie season. And I think, you know, you're getting him cheaper than that. So you have to understand where you're drafting him. Isn't really like the, the finish on the season, so to speak, you're drafting him to be more than that come season's end. And so it's tough to project that out, but that's the understanding you have to have. You better have a hell of a running back. Jonathan Taylor. You you need to have a lot. And I think you need to have a running back too. Well, you'd have to go after that's, him. That's you'd have what, to come back after that. You'd have to double down. Like you'd have to go Jonathan Taylor. Here's what you do. And then grab a running back the next round. Mark Ingram. Yeah. You take Mark yes. Ingram like three rounds later. Yes. Wait for Jonathan Taylor, and then in like round nine, take Marlon Mack because I want the Colts starting running back. I don't care sure, who it yeah. is. That's I mean, I'll too. I'll play Marlon Mack in a few games this year if if he's I'm the sure. dude. So yeah, I will do that for sure. Fellas, another fantastic show, despite you guys being haters regarding the Chargers. You mean truthers. <laughs> truthers, yes. Yeah, we'll see, yes. man. Um, I'm super excited for the Bets Bet Sheet. It is, it is filling up quickly. Uh, listeners, you should get in on the action as well. Be sure to, to comment with us on Twitter at RetroitsFFPod. Follow Okada at Matt Okada. Follow John at DynastyBeard. I am at the Fantasy PT. We are back on Monday with a, another mock draft. We'll, we'll switch up the settings for the next time that we do a show. Um, Okada is looking like he maybe wants to close out the show with one more point. Well, I don't know if this is the closing point, but just quickly for any listeners that joined for this show and didn't listen to the last one where John explained yes. what we were doing here and are like, what do you mean? The Redskins and the Jets and <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. Dolphins aren't on these lists. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the teams that we just won't touch because they're trash. It's the teams that you're going to hurt. If you draft your players there, you're going to hurt your team. Because you're taking guys that are overvalued. Obviously, so, Jets. Obviously, Redskins. Yes. Other than Terry McLaurin, like you know, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's Terry McLaurin. Yes, please. And some guys. No one on the Jets. Maybe, maybe some guys. Um, so just just clarifying yeah. that. Yes, good point. Uh, we talked about this exact opposite on the show last time. These were our players and offenses we're avoiding. Go back one episode. Fantastic show. Talked about offenses we are targeting specifically in our drafts. So p- check out those two together, fellas. Good show. We're back on Monday with a mock draft. Until next time, we are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.